coming out salila from the water anurutaha chaste haranyakeshaha having golden hair viradam an elephant yatha as jashaha a crocodile Karalan Amstaha, having fearful teeth, Ashani Nishanaha, roaring like thunder, Abarit, he said, Gatahiyam, for those who are shameless, King, what? To indeed, Ashatam, for the wretches. Vigaritam, reproachable. Translation for court by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. The demon who had golden hair in his head and fearful tusks gave chase to the Lord while he was rising from the water. Even as an alligator would chase an elephant, roaring like thunder, he said, Are you not ashamed of running away before a challenging adversary? There is nothing reproachable for such shameless creatures. Please repeat. The demon, the demon who had golden hair on his head, golden hair on his head and, fearful tusks, and fearful tusks gave chase to the Lord while he was rising from the water. Even as an alligator would chase an elephant. Roaring like thunder, he said, Are you not ashamed of running away? Are you not ashamed to run away? Before a challenging adversary? Before a challenging adversary. There is nothing reproachable for shameless creatures. When the Lord was coming out of the water, taking the earth in his arms to deliver it, the demon derided him with insulting words. But the Lord did not care because he was very conscious of his duty. For a dutiful man, there is nothing to fear. Similarly, those who are powerful have no fear of derision or unkind words from an enemy. The Lord had nothing to fear from anyone, yet he was merciful to his enemy by neglecting him. Although apparently he fled from the challenge, it was just to protect the earth from calamity that he tolerated Haranyaksha's deriding words. Om Ajnana Timirantasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshu-un-nilitam-nena-tasmai-sri-gurave-namaha Jnana Guru Taya Chitarine Chakshashe Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamine Tinamine Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Ashtachade Shatarine Sorry, the last two verses is a as a continuance. Although the Lord was pained by the shaft-like abusive words of the demon, he bore the pain. But seeing that the earth on the end of his tusks were as frightened, he rose out of the water 
just as an elephant emerges with its female companion when assailed by an alligator. The demon who had golden hair on his head and fearful tusks gave chase to the Lord while he was rising from the water. Even as an alligator would chase an elephant, roaring like thunder, he said, Are you not ashamed of running away before a challenging adversary? There is nothing reproachable for a shameless creature. So we have here a very dramatic scene. And these two grand persons, one uh, demon, Karanyaksha, and the other, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the form of Rahadev, the Lord Incarnation. So we can imagine how large they were and how uh, the Lord is described as being very beautiful and like shining as he's um, a hero. We were speaking about last week about how Krishna is a hero. So he's heroically rescuing the earth and he's rising from the water, the supreme hero of the earth and his tusks. And here's Hiranyaksha. He also has these fearful tusks and he's very large. And he has his golden hair. He has a helmet and jewels. And he's rising from the water. And he's giving these insults and abusive words towards the Lord. The Lord is completely ignoring him. Although all the demigods were referring to Ranyaksha. Extremely powerful. And he was causing havoc all across the universe. But the Lord just blows it off. Completely ignores him. And as the grand hero of the universe, lifting uh, the universe. And so Prabhupada, he makes this really important statement for us as devotees, that when we're engaged in our duty, a person engaged in duty has nothing to fear. And that's really encouraging, because uh, we see so many people become interested in spiritual life, and then they leave. Or they may um, take part, but they, they leave a complete shelter of Srila Prabhupada. But when we have the grace of being fully under the protection of Srila Prabhupada, we have nothing to fear. And so that reminded me of Srila Prabhupada's statement, where he said, he said, when we're in the kirtan with the devotees, it's the safest place in the material world. And so, but, but when we think about Srila Prabhupada has seven purposes for his coming. So why was it not just Kirtan? Actually, if we investigate Srila Prabhupada's seven purposes, Prabhupada's seven purposes are fully Kirtan. Prabhupada's purpose, this is the, the same Kirtan movement of Lord Jaitanya. And if you examine Srila Prabhupada's purposes, because for us, for us, following the example of the Lord, because he is, the Lord is performing his duty by rescuing the earth, and he's completely ignoring the onslaught of her next So to translate that into our own life, we become very focused on our dharma, and our dharma being serving Srila Prabhupada's mission, and those are the seven purposes. So the overarching mission is, is Srila Prabhupada's seven purposes, and then we, we have strength, to fulfill those purposes, 
through our sadhana practice, through our very um, determined sadhana practice, and the association of the bodhis. So the first first principle is propagate spiritual knowledge to society at large. Why propagate spiritual knowledge? To teach people the importance of Yuga Dharma, Sankirtan. That's why. Because that spiritual knowledge leads to us performing um, the Sankirtan Yagya. Second, second purpose, to bring us in society closer to the prime entity, Krishna. So what happens when we get to, close to Krishna? We learn that Krishna just came a little over 500 years ago. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And what is that person instructing? Bodo Krishna, Bhaji Krishna, Koro Krishna, Shiksha. Yari Deka Tarikaha, Krishna Vidash, Amare Kaiguru, Kari Idash. He's saying, spread this Krishna consciousness all over the world. Teach about Krishna, chant Krishna's names. The third, the third purpose of Sri Prabhupada to bring the members of society closer to one another, knowing, knowing us to be part and parcel of Krishna. What do we do when we come close together? We do kirtan. We do sankirtan. That's what the devotees do. The devotees fulfill the mission of the Lord. So in every yuga, there is a particular practice, and in this age is sankirtan. So when the devotees come together, we chant the holy names of the Lord. So that's also sankirtan. And then the middle thread, the, the fourth purpose, is to perform Sankirtan directly. <laughs> so that's the thread that holds all the purposes. And then the fifth and sixth create place of transcendental pastimes of the world. Temples, uh, festivals, places where, where we engage in with the Lord in his pastimes, glorifying the Lord together. Holy places. What do we do at these holy places? Kirtan. Perform congregational chanting of the holy names of the Lord. And to teach a simpler, more natural way of life so that we can quiet our mind through a sattvic environment. And when we do that, then we can more easily chant the holy names of the Lord. We can have better uh, japa. It's easier in a sattvic environment to, to do japa. And we can more easily be celebratory with the holy names because there's not so many external influences of Rajas Kamadu. And then the seventh one, the basis, the basis of all of them, Prabhupada said, this seventh one promotes and supports all the rest, and that's distributing through the Prabhupada's books, periodicals, magazines, literatures, Rocky literatures. That supports everything. And that's also, uh, as Vaisheshka Prabhu says, literary kirtans. It's also, so it's directly kirtan. And it promotes kirtan. So we can see that Srila Prabhupada's seven purposes are holy kirtan. And so just like just like Rahadev, he's so focused on his dharma. Because that's what the Lord does. The Lord never deviates from his purpose, which is to benedict the devotees, which is to bless the devotees, which is to please the devotees. And so he's showing that now as a supreme hero lifting the earth. He's not deviated at all from the purpose. So in the same way, those devotees who are successful year after year in Krishna consciousness, so many come and go. 
How can I say the dogs will bark when the caravan moves on? So many of come, those devotees, those steady devotees who are dedicated to everything, they focus on the ball. Because I was, I was thinking that um, Rahadev, he's the original person that doesn't drop the ball. He holds the earth. Like, he doesn't drop the ball. He focuses on his mission. And sometimes we, we, we tend to forget that this whole purpose of this material world is to please the Supreme Personality. And how do we do that in this age? It's saying kirtan. And so those devotees who year after year remember that the coming together, the coming closer to Krishna, the, the, the Srila Prabhupada's seven purposes, this is all to enable that central thread, the fourth purpose, which is the Sankirtan mission, and the supporting mission of, of distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. And those devotees that say focus on the mission they're spiritually enlightened. They can go on uh, day after day, year after year. And how did they get that spiritual power? They remember that by following the instructions of the Guru, one remains under the protection of the divine energy. Mahatmana's Tumantata, And Krishna says, if you give up all other paths of Dharma, and you surrender unto me, then you're fully protected. You're not being. So those who um, follow the instructions of Srila Prabhupada, through um, devoted sadhana, as Sri the Prabhupada requested. So many people, they get off on tangents. I think this guy should be like this, it should be like this, criticizing how devotees are doing in Iskand, this and that, the books, the book editing, all these different things get off on tangents. But those devotees who are empowered by the Lord to go on, they just focus on, on, on fulfilling Sri the Prabhupada's instructions. And it is chant 16 through the rounds. Hare Krishna will watch drop every day. And and wake up for Mangalarti. Those devotees who wake up for Mangalarti every day, year after year, they stay under the protection of the divine energy. And we can see that um, what happened right here in Tucson. Um, right now, Vaikuntha manifests in Tucson. Jesus Prabhupada has blessed Tucson so much. Uh, Vaikuntha has manifested here due to uh, such devotees. Year after year, following the instruction of Srila Prabhupada, uh, the dogs barking, you can ask uh, those dedicated devotees who served here year after year. Oh, the dogs have barked. They'll bark continuously, but we'll keep on going on and we keep on serving Srila Prabhupada's mission. And that means waking up early, get up from Mangalarti chanting our 16 rounds, making wonderful offerings to the Lord, and then sharing that prasadam together. And we have Vaikuntha here. We have the spiritual world here. Because that Vaikuntha was in the heart of Mother Sindamani, and is manifested here externally. So we have this beautiful dawn in Tucson. And those who see, those who see will appreciate that we have given such a wonderful life due to the mercy of the devotees here. You can't find... Uh, the spiritual world anywhere else in Tucson as powerfully as this is right here. You know, some devotees, they make their home into a temple. That's wonderful. But to open up your home to the whole world, that's a sacrifice. And so we're just so blessed here because, because Krishna has empowered the devotees by under the shelter of the divine energy who takes shelter 
other guru's instructions. That's the only safe place in this material world is following dharma. And that dharma means coming together and serving the Yuga Avatar, continuing to chant the holy names of the Lord. And we have examples uh, of associates of Lord Jaitanya who show this dedication. And one that I was thinking of in this connection is Srila Haridas Thakur. And Srila Haridas Thakur, he went through so many trials. I think there's a one maybe article down about the trials of Haridas Thakur, or maybe a book. Or in the trials of Haridas Thakur. So he tried to go through so many trials. He never got deviated from the goal of his life. Following the footsteps of his Determined that they wanted to make Gagan Bhagavan into the movies. So they're preaching to them and they're, they're being harassed by them. They're so determined they continue to preach to them. Eventually they're physically attacked by Jagai and Bhagavan. And they're still praying for their deliverance. They're so determined and focused on the Sankirtan mission to please Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu that they want to deliver the most fallen. And they're determined to do that at all costs. Even if harassed, just like the Lord's being harassed here. They continue to give of themselves and express their mercy through their kind instructions. And if we can just follow the kind instructions of Sri Prabhupada, then we'll be safe, we'll be protected with the divine policy. And Sri Haridas Thakur, not once, but twice. First of all, uh, this. This prostitute was commissioned to attend Haridas Thakur. She was supposed to be the top prostitute. And she comes, and Haridas Thakur, after he delivers her, he says, he said, oh, I just, I just stayed here just to deliver you. So not only was he not influenced by her, but he stayed in that place, allowing her to come day after day just to deliver her. The second time, Maya Devi herself came. That's the personification of the illusory energy. There can't be any more alluring figure than my baby herself. And the Lord, uh, I'm sorry, I got that door, completely passes the test. He delivers her. She bows down before him. He says, you are, you are, you have defeated me. No one has ever been able to defeat you before. Even Lord Ramon. He because no one has ever been able to, to, to deny it. But he was so fixed on the service of Sri And he was still humble. He was so humble. He wouldn't even, he, he felt, oh, I have, a, I have a low birth, low body, because of the, um, the culture. Um, because in previous ages, the, the guna, the qualities, and the karma, they matched. So this was translated into Kali Yuga, and then they don't match anymore. But the same tendency to base where you were born on your ability to uh, to be to be pure, to have qualities still there. So Haridas Thakur, you wouldn't even go in the temple of Lord Jagannath. 
And he, he didn't even want to come close to Sri Chaitanya. He wanted to pay obeisances from a different distance. So the Lord loved Haridas Thakur so much that he, at one point he was coming to see Haridas Thakur every day. And he was so fixed on his sadhana. He would do 192 rounds every day. And he took that as, I have to do this. Is my, this is my service to Sri Chaitanya, and I must complete my rounds every day. So it was getting close to the end. Haridas Thakur is going to leave. And so Sri Chaitanya sent his servant Govinda to Haridas Thakur. And he's bringing with him uh, Jagannath Prashad, Mahaprasada. And he comes in and Arya says, Oh, I'm, I'm fasting today. I'm fasting. He says, I haven't completed my rounds. How can I eat anything? I haven't completed this. And he said, But now you're bringing me Jagannath Prashad, so I have to honor it. So he was so conscious of his duty. So I should take a little bit of Mahaprasad, but he's feeling like he's defective because he's getting old and he can't complete his rounds. So, so the Lord comes the next day. Sri Chaitanya comes the next day. And he, he asks, Your Haridas Thakur, um, is there anything wrong? He says, Well, my body is fine, which it was not. <laughs> he was getting close to the end. <laughs> That's why he couldn't chant his rounds. He says, My body is fine, but my mind and my consciousness are diseased. He says, Oh, how is this so? He said, Because I can't complete my vows. The Lord said, I just think, well, you were already liberated. <laughs> you can go easy a little bit <laughs> on your vows. And so, so then his desire was, is that my desire, Lord, is I don't want to see you go through the, through the pain at the end of your pastimes. I just want to die seeing you beautiful. So, Lord, would you please grant me this benediction that I can just leave my body now while, while having this dark shot of your beauty? And so, because of this determination, this commitment to pleasing the Lord, to never taking his son out through all these tribulations, through being abused, through being beaten, through being dragged to 22 marketplaces, I remind you yourself of all these things, saying, fixed. So, then at the time of his death, the Lord carries Shaddai. In his arms. It was a beautiful passage. And danced with him. He danced with him. And that's how he left his life. The perfection of life of staying focused on the mission of service. So that's why he's the Namacharya. Um, not only did he propagate the holy name to everyone, but he, he exemplified the, the taste and the love to chain the holy names. He couldn't stop chaining the holy names. He constantly followed the, the Lord's order of Kirtaniya Sadahi to always be engaged in chanting holy names. And so the, really, this is an eternal pastime of the Lord and the devotees. The Lord never deviates from his focus on wanting to please his devotees, wanting to be the supreme hero and benefactor of the devotees. And the devotees never, never deviate from wanting to fulfill the order and the mission of the Lord. And in this way, if, if we can um, see the blessings we've been given, we can see how Prabhupada transformed our lives through his devotees. Um, in this way, through this uh, mood of gratitude, and this mood of, uh, of respect and humility um, and commitment uh, to the mission, 
we can also be fully protected and we never have to fear. Because remember again what Srila Prabhupada said that when we are in kirtan, it's the safest place in this material world. And when we are locked in, when we are connected to Srila Prabhupada's mission, we are in this kirtan. This ISKCON movement is, is the personification of kirtan. It's the embodiment of kirtan. So if we stay connected and locked in, uh, we will be successful, and the Lord will deliver us, as he says in Bhagavad Gita. So I'd like to stop here and see if we have any realizations or questions. Yes? When I was restoring the temple, uh, one time I went and I had 20 bucks. So I gave it to one 20 bucks and I said, just give me some books. So I went to the book room, and then they had these like beat up books that were not in very good condition, you know, water damaged and different things. So they gave me like a whole stack of these beat up books that I took home to read. And one of them was the Anchaliva and this description of the passage of Hadadastakur. And I took that home and I read that and I was just completely stunned and overwhelmed by how sublime the exchange between Lord Chaitanya and Haridas Thakur was. And that convinced me, to become a devotee, that helped to convince me of reading that. Well, the other book I had, the first book I read was the fifth canto description of the Hellish Planets, but then the passing of Haridas Thakur. contrast. Two unlikely <laughs> books for a newcomer. <laughs> Right? <laughs> but uh, I was attracted to both immensely mm-hmm. because they're evolving transcendental literatures. You can't get any literature like that in the whole I really <laughs> love the description of the punishment of the college planets. I love that description. I mean, it's so intimate. It's so cool. Well, if you want to know in detail the hell that the Krishnas talk about, yeah. we have it. So. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? Oh, that's the one. <laughs> And then read, but this reading of the passage of Haridas Thakur, which is not something really intended for neophyte poems, but I was very familiar with the passage. Anyway, that's what I, because it was one of the books that was, you know, damaged books. So I was very fortunate to get the first thing this pastime of Haridas Thakur. And I wanted to add one other thing you said that. Mentioned that the, no one is more alluring than my baby. There is one exception that's Mohini Murthy. Right, that's a good point. Yeah. We were just reading about Murthy uh-huh. in the eighth canto. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were looking for this thing about garlic and onions. And then the Tsubamani was telling me that, you know, the garlic and onions are like the, are the blood and saliva of rotten spilled when its head was cut off. Uh, but it wasn't in the block at the time. But I read the whole Mohini Murthy chapter just yesterday. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, I searched, and it, it comes from the Mahabharata Vishnu Pana. So, of the external potency, my baby is the most alluring. Yeah. But of the Vishnu Pana, Mohini Murthy is most alluring. Yeah, Mohini Murthy you know, incarnated herself in the material world. To uh, give the nectar to the demigods, the chief of the demons. 
Otherwise, who can alert Lord Shiva? I mean, he's also like a partial expansion of Krishna. Yeah, Lord Shiva. I heard about that. I, I didn't get to see. Can you show me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. There's a famous poem by Roger Kipling, If, and one of the couplets is, uh, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. So I was reminded of that recently when I heard the prophet say in a recording, the devotees were talking about, somebody was spouting some philosophy that was nonsense. And then Prophet said, no, I want to hear what he said because when there's nonsense, there's also some sense there. <laughs> so Prophet was, he wanted to hear everything the guy was saying so he could take the gold from the filthy place. So um, whatever we hear in this world, like Kipling's poems are famous. Uh, Prophet knew, because he's a swan-like person, he knew how to do that in Krishna consciousness. He knew how to take the essence of life. So, um, it's true. The prophet said that when the devout may bark the caravan will pass, but we have to be circumspect too. When we hear some criticism, we have to think, hmm, let's see if there's anything I can do to improve. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It's not that there never can be a conversation, but at the same time for us personally, mm-hmm. if we personally don't get distracted yeah. and we stay fixed, um, but not that we can never address the concern. Yeah. That's kind of what you're saying, is that we should, it's not that we turn a blind eye to some people's um, concerns. Or not that we're ever complacent, that we, we're perfect, powerful, and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yes? You're up with talking about the old copies of Chaitanya Chaitanya. It reminded me of this lady who pulled up out front one day. African American person, middle aged, and I found an old car. And I happened to be out there out front. And uh, she said that she wanted to see the temple and she was asking questions. And she said that uh, her grand, her father had died. He was an old man in Mississippi somewhere out in the country. And up in the attic, her family had found this set of Chaitanya Jarthama that he had up there and he was keeping a secret or something. <laughs> well, one of But the family, you know, went through the stuff after he died and they called her because they said, you're the only one in the family that would be interested in this stuff. You know, we looked at it, but, you know, so here. <laughs> <laughs> they acknowledged that she was a right fruit. I thought that was amazing that some old person, you know, old black person out in rural Mississippi had said that he was keeping but uh, also, uh, I wonder where in Rome, Mississippi, there's a farm that's there too. I haven't seen the lady that was like three or four years ago. <laughs> but also, this uh, you're talking about being determined in service and, and also, like Kaya's doctor was um, humble. There's that statement by Marvin Napoleon that I just love. You know, let the sharp moralist slander me as being illusioned out of mind. My family may point, may say that I'm simply misled, and my brothers may call me a fool. The rich Mammonites may 
point me out as mad. And the learned philosophers may assert that I'm much too proud. Still, my mind does not budge an inch from its determination to serve the love of Sri Govinda, though, though I'm unable to do so. Sorry. How's it going? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Yes. Grandra, Shri Mat Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shri Mat Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Go to Pekka Ranjit. That